Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today, we have on musical artist and pro wrestler who has wrestled for such companies as New Japan Pro Wrestling, ROH, WWE, AEW, and plenty more. His new EP, Not Found 2, drops tomorrow, June 24th. Welcome the man of the hour, Leo Rush. Leo, how are you, my friend? What's going on? I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm super excited for this interview. I'm super excited for the EP. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a great mood. So I'm glad I we do it. The positivity on this show is, is great. I'm glad that you are feeling good today too, sir. So let's start with this. What does mental health mean to you? Mental health, um, to me, um, means almost, you know, taking care of, uh, yourself, uh, putting yourself, uh, first, whether that is, um, you know, your beliefs, your, your, uh, your feelings, your, uh, you know, how you react to, to certain things, um, and, and how you can turn, uh, all of the things that seem like negative, um, pressures, in, in your life and turning those into and in, into positive things and and, and positive energy and, and moving that into a positive direction so uh, yeah that's 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 what mental 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 health means to, to me fantastic there's no wrong answer for that and that's a great answer my friend i love that a lot do what is your relationship with mental health if you don't mind me asking yeah um i i have uh suffered from anxiety uh and and depression uh, ever since i can remember um, early teenage years, uh, and something that I still battle and, and deal with every, every single day. Um, so that is my uh, relationship with, with mental health and, and the struggles that I go through you know, every day. When did you start to come out with that? When did you start telling people or looking for help when you, when you realized that? Uh, well, when I started seeking for help, um, which wasn't, which wasn't an easy thing. I feel like um, I had to reach uh, a bottom point um, in order to really, really put myself out there and, um, and, and, you know, say to basically strangers, not even just my family, but, you know, people out there that, that looked up to me like, hey, I go through this uh, and I need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think I think when I turned about um, 18 or 19 years old is when I first started to experience the uh, necessities of, of reaching out and, and asking for, for, for help and, and guidance um, and, and uh, structure like in, in my life. You know, I think that's when I, when I first had my, um, that's when I had my newborn, my, my first son, uh, who's nine years old now. Uh, so crazy <laughs> that he's not. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think I was going through a lot, uh, in, in my life at the time and I didn't really know how to, how to deal with it or how to cope. You know, I was, I was, um, I just started my career as being a professional wrestler. So yeah, I was, I was going through, I was going through a lot at that, at that age. 
what does self-care look like for you? How do you take care of yourself on your days off? If you even have days off, because you're a busy man. Yeah, I try. I really do try. I try to have those days off. Um, you know, I wear I wear a lot of, of hats in, in my life. You know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, a wrestler, a musician, uh, and so much more. But I think a day off to me in self-care is staying off social media. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes be um, a little strenuous on my on my on my mental, uh, and you know, spending time with my family. Um, I think that that's the the most uh, important thing for me is having that downtime and and spending that time with them. You know, because you know, not every single second and every single minute of the day has to be work related. You know, I, I like to stay busy. I like to. I like to uh, be the the provider, and I like to um, put myself out there and and um, accomplish things for you know everybody surrounding me. But it is important for me to uh, take that time uh, off and and kind of decompress. And um, maybe I'll go for a walk, I go for a hike, you know, go to the beach, <laughs> listen to the waves. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty zen peaceful kind of kind of person when it comes to when it comes to that i gotta get to that level when i'm if i don't stay busy enough that's when you get in trouble you know what i mean you gotta stay busy to stay out of trouble i I don't know if you know that too but i I know that for sure (laughs) now i was gonna ask this a little bit later but you brought it up uh like you're somebody that's on twitter uh, on social media how do you stay away from negativity because i know you can just get rid of it and not look at it but i feel like we're all human and sometimes we have to read certain things like how do you deal with that yeah, I think it's hard. It's hard to um, it's hard to stay away from negativity, especially being involved in the entertainment industry. I feel like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of negativity and um, quote unquote you know demons that come with that. Um, and you know, I just try to spend as less time as I possibly can yeah. on social media. You know, if I'm promoting something. Uh, if I'm if I'm updating my fans on you know what what I have going on as far as like a project or uh, an event or a meet and greet or if I just want to you know put a positive message out there, um, I, I, I'll do that. But um, you know I used to do a lot of scrolling back in the yeah. day, you know <laughs> reading reading what people are saying. But but I, I've I've come to the realization you know people are gonna that people have different tastes. Not everybody's going to like every, everything that you do. Not everybody's going to like everything that you say. A lot of people were brought up, uh, in, uh, different ways. And, uh, you know, people have their own solutions and right and wrong answers for, for everything. So I think, uh, you know, the best thing is to just continue to be yourself and, and, you know, continue to build that fan base uh, of people that, you want to associate yourself with or people that um you want to impact uh so yeah that, I, I try to stay off of social media as, as much as i possibly can but it is hard to stay away from the negativity i guess i guess turning that negativity like i said into into positive things you know uh, i feel like a lot um that i've accomplished in my life uh I've gotten the drive to do that because of the negative things that have come my way. You know, I'm, I'm fueled by, by, (laughs) by, you know, the naysayers and people, you know, saying that I can't do something or I won't be this or I won't be that. So, 
I, sometimes I like the negativity because it pushes me, but it can be a bit much at times. Right. And most of those people are losers anyway, because it's always like the jealousy behind it. And they just love breaking people down. Like those people out there, like I have a mental health illness, but I feel like some people out there are just demented. Yeah, I, 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 sometimes I don't, I don't quite understand. And I don't think I ever will understand or I would care to, to understand right. um, the air that we are in right now with, with social media. And, um, you know, it's, it is a, um, it's a sad thing. It's a, it's a very disappointing thing um, to, to know that there are people out there that try to tear you down, that try to, um, that feed off of, you know, uh, your pain to, to elevate their, their day-to-day, um, you know, life. Um, so it is disappointing. It's a little discouraging, um, when you want to be, um, as active on social media. Um, but like I said, like these things I feel like are necessary in order to grow, uh, as a human being. Um, and I feel like everybody, you know, goes through it at some point and it might not be deliberate or it might not be, uh, they might not be fully aware of what they're even doing. But I think, I think at, at one point in everybody's life, there's that full circle kind of moment where we, we, uh, sit down and we look back on the things that we've done or said and, uh, we've, we've grown as human beings and we can, um, kind of address those things within ourselves and, and grow as human beings. So I try not to be, um, so angry at those people, um, because I know that there will be a time or it won't be a time. Uh, I mean, right. who cares? Like, there's a saying that I like to say is like, oh, well, it's, it's not my calories to burn. So, like you know, that. I, you know, they'll, they'll have to, you know, deal with that one way or another. Um, but I try to, you know, turn most of those negative comments uh, into positive energy uh, for the most part. Now I have one for you because it's something I negatively dealt with and I still deal with it. As a short guy, I'm 5'6", so I know how it is. <laughs> how do you just like overcome the short jokes and that type of stuff? Because you were probably growing up athletic, but you were the short guy. How do you get over that? Because I need some help. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, like... I I used to love when people used to call me short or right. <laughs> just because like I knew what I was capable of uh, as an athlete. So I would always try to uh, get somebody in a situation where uh, I know that I will excel yeah. uh, athletic, you know, feet like, you know, people calling me short and then I'll just ask them like, but you can't beat me in a race. <laughs> then right. I'm in a race. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like, I like, I used to say sometimes that I wish that I was a couple of inches taller, but I like my height. I like, I like being a short guy. I like, I like being kind of a role model, uh, for other short, uh, people. Um, because oh, I think we can do some pretty incredible things. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't. All people can't really accomplish. So, yeah. You know what I noticed too is we're gonna live forever because have you ever seen like a six foot five eighty year old? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be around for a bit. We are. <laughs> yep, yep. No shame, no shame in uh in being short at all. Nope, not anymore. So we, before we get into the new EP, what led you to become a musical artist? Because you're you were mostly known for being uh, a pro wrestler. So what made that transition? What made you want to do it and how's it going? 
Yeah. Um, well, first of all, foremost, it's, I mean, it's going great. Uh, uh, you know, I can't, I can't believe where, where it's taken me, um, so far. Uh, and I know that it'll continue to grow. I, I know what kind of person I am. Um, and I, I'm going to continue to, you know, put my all and my, my effort in, into this until, you know, I reach a point where I'm, where I'm comfortable and, um, I always try to aim for that top spot. So, uh, you know, it's going, it's going great. Uh, what, what made me um, want to uh, be involved in the music industry and, and it's not so much about being in the industry. I think I just wanted to, to explore being uh, an artist because my parents were, were musicians. My, my parents were, uh, uh, were artists. I, I, I grew up watching them um, sing on, on tours, you know, on boats going to different uh, festivals and churches and, and stuff like that. So music has always been a part of my life. Um, I think I was so heavily focused on uh, the athletic side of me that um, somewhere along the way, I kind of not lost track of who I was, but I didn't really have a grasp of who I was. Um, I got signed to WWE so quickly and things were just moving a million miles per second. And then when I, when I, you know, figured out that I should probably have something on the side to take my mind off of wrestling. And I was so invested in my character. And I don't know when, when I had, when I took that hiatus from WWE, I, I believe it was back in 2018 or 2019. I was away for like seven months and I was just thinking to myself, you know, like, who am I? Like who 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 is who's the man behind the Leo Rush character? You know who is Lionel Green? Like, and I didn't know. Um, so I think I think um, you know putting putting pen to paper and and um, putting myself in the booth, I kind of started to figure out who I was a little bit. Um, you know, thinking back and putting my thoughts uh, on a track and listening to those back, and I'm like, oh man, like. This is how I. This is how I've been feeling. This is this is why I am the way that I am. This is. Uh, I don't know. I it, it was it was self like therapeutic, you know, for me, and I and I I enjoyed it and I liked it a lot, um, and I stuck with it uh, because my fans um, they enjoyed uh, the, the the music that I was putting out, and it was never my intention to, you know, like I said, be in the music industry. I just wanted to simply find out who I was as a person, as a personality. And it let me here. So, um, you know, I'm super excited for my EP to be out. Uh, I'm excited to start this this new chapter in my life, you know, outside of wrestling. And I think it's going to help with the wrestling. And I think the wrestling is going to help with the music. I think I think it's just overall a positive thing. I'll say this, and I'm not just saying this because you're on my show, and I'm not just saying this because we're talking. A lot of people that make the transition to a musical artist doesn't really work out. You're really good you're like off the top i love that jam oh thank you thank you i appreciate that a lot so i'm very yeah. uh, very excited for this one to come out so now this is your second ep coming out not found two there was not found one which you can get on spotify itunes anywhere you want to listen to music can you go into detail the meaning behind that album coming out and what should we expect from the tracks on this yeah i i think the not found one uh had a lot to do with my fears of, of being in LA and being involved in the music industry while being 
uh, involved in a different industry with wrestling and, you know, being a husband, being a father, um, a lot, uh, and, a, and a lot, a lot was on my mind at the time. Um, you know, that was a transitional point for me. And I felt like, uh, I felt like I needed to get a grasp on what it is exactly that I was trying to uh, accomplish and how, and how I can accomplish that. Uh, like I said, there's, I feel like there's a lot of demons that come with being uh, involved in the entertainment industry and especially out here in LA. I think a lot, uh, a lot is uh, things are constantly moving. Um, you're constantly around like different personalities, um, you know, trying to make new connections and stuff like that. So I think, I think not found one had a lot to do with, with fear. Uh, and I think not found two, um, has a lot, has a lot to do with overcoming, uh, that, that fear and becoming, um, you know, the, the person and the man that I, that I want to, uh, become like in, in life. Um, I've done a lot of growing, um, ever since, ever since, uh, you know, I got signed to WWE back in, back in, uh, 2017 and almost, you know, getting closer and closer to 30. Um, I'm thinking about life just a little bit differently, um, you know, a, as a man and how I want to carry myself and how I want to be perceived, um, you know, uh, not, not only, um, to my fans, but my kids, myself, uh, you know, I want to be able to, uh, look at myself in the mirror every day and be proud of what it is that, I, that I'm doing and accomplishing. And, uh, so yeah, not found too ha has a lot to do with, with, um, you know, overcoming, overcoming those fears and, 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 and those obstacles and, and, um, coming to the realization that, okay, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. Um, accept it uh, and, 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 and follow me to the finish line uh, because this is who I am and, I, and I'm not changing for anybody. Who does the beats on your album, on the EP? Yeah, so this EP is going to be produced by the same uh, producer that, that produced Not Found One, um, uh, head lead producer uh, Just Beats, uh, who's a part of uh, Beat Gang. Um, promotion. So, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll all be, uh, by the same people who, who may not found, not found one. I'm super excited because it seemed like a lot of people, uh, took that in pretty well. And, um, this is somebody that I've been working with, uh, ever since I started, um, you know, making music. So I feel pretty comfortable. I feel pretty, uh, confident, um, that people are going to enjoy it. And I just can't wait for, for people to, to, to hear, um, what I'm putting out. Yeah, don't forget everybody out there. Make sure you get uh, Not Found 2, which drops tomorrow. You can get that. Where can you get that? You can get that on everything? You can get that on all streaming platforms. Uh, you know, if, if, if you have a hard time uh, choosing which one, you can go to leorush.com, and it'll have all the tabs up on there, you know, Tidal, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, you know, anywhere that you, that you like um, listening and streaming your music. Now let's ask this: Are you retired or unretired from pro wrestling right now? So I think there was a lot of confusion uh, <laughs> with with uh, the retired, unretired uh, situation. But I am not retired. Um, I'm not retired. Um, not even, not even close. 
Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like this is this is just the, the beginning for me. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to, to what's to come. Um, I've had a few setbacks uh, with uh, some injuries that I've had, um, back-to-back injuries that I'm, that I'm still uh, dealing with. So, um, you know, I'm getting myself healthy. I'm getting myself, um, you know, ready, fit, and in shape uh, because I definitely plan on um, going, into, going into possibly the biggest run that, that, that I've had so far, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it too. See what comes out. Music career, wrestling career. You're very exciting. You never know what to expect. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, appreciate that. Appreciate no problem. No problem. Now with adversity, you said getting over that, um, growing up as a black athlete, how was that, um, with the, like, um, trying to get over that with the adversity? How, how did you, how did you deal with that? Uh, well, it didn't really hit me. So I, I grew up in a town, uh, called Lanham, Maryland. Um, which is right on the cusp of uh, Washington, D.C., Southeast Washington, D.C., um, predominantly black. Um, you know, there's some Hispanic uh, people in the, in, in the area. Uh, so it didn't it didn't really I didn't really stick out um, as far as, you know, my race or ethnicity. Um, I definitely uh, my, my my actual athletic abilities. Um, uh stood out more than anything, uh, just because my, my dad was, was pretty hard on me, uh, with, you know, staying involved in, uh, sports. Um, and then when I went to public, uh, I went to a private school for one year. Uh, and that was, that was quite the eye opening, uh, experience, um, coming from where, where I came from. Um, and this was, you know, the first time where I started seeing, you know, white people and I started seeing, you know, Indian people and I started seeing, uh, you know, just so many different like ethnic ethnicities and, and races and, and opening uh, myself up to just different cultures and different kinds of music. And I think when I tried out for the baseball team because uh, that's that's why I went to private school. I, I, I was the first person um, to be accepted uh, to that school, which was Bishop McNamara High School uh, on a, a baseball scholarship, on an athletic scholarship in high school, which was pretty huge at the time. And um, I think that was when I started to see uh, – some differences uh, and and those differences impacted uh, me uh, in ways that that I I didn't think that it would impact me being you know thirteen uh, you know twelve thirteen years old uh, I started seeing how race started to play a part and um, and uh, I got a lot of jealousy uh, when I when I was in high school. Um, because I was always so focused. I, I was so focused on my athletics. I put in 110% and I wanted to, I wanted to showcase my abilities. Um, uh, I think, I think a lot of people were, were jealous uh, of that. And a, a lot of people didn't like, you know, the, the new, you know, black kid coming in 
and taking, you know, uh, people's, you know, positions that have been there, you know, for, for two, three years. I think that I made the varsity team my freshman year. So, um, you know, there was some backlash with that. Um, and, and I felt and it might have not been deliberate. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it was racism or anything like that, but I do. I felt the tension um, and I felt I, I felt that I was different. Uh, than, than everybody else. And it took a toll on me for sure, uh, mentally. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty difficult. And even in today's age, you know, um, it, I think there's always going to be some struggles being a black athlete, um, that a lot of people won't understand and, and could never understand. And, and, it's, and at times it's, it's hard to even explain it. Um, it's just a feeling, uh, um, but yeah, I, you know, that that doesn't change my focus. That doesn't change my you know trajectory or where I want to be in life or what I want to accomplish. You know, I try to you know stay the course and and not let you know skin color be 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 a factor. Um, I've always wanted to just be recognized from for uh, my talent and the hard work uh, and my will to to succeed. Wrestling is very open to all races, all different people. Did you still have to deal with that in your wrestling career growing up? Because you've been around for quite some time wrestling, my friend. I have, and it's weird to say that uh, it, because I'm still so young. And I think a lot of people, uh, I think some people tend to forget that, that I have been, you know, I've been doing this now since I, you know, 18. I, I turned, you know, 28 um, this year. Uh, Happy birthday. <laughs> um, not yet, but I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's still some, it's, it's such a touchy subject. It really uh, is. And that's why I it, wanted to talk about it with you. I think yeah. racism needs to be tackled head on. Um, cause it's still there. It's always going to be there, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, and I want to know why it's still there and it, we got to overcome that. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, and, and, it, at times it's, it's frustrating and at times I feel it more from the fan base than the actual, you know, wrestlers. Right. Um, and I'll never, I'll never understand that. I mean, when, when, when I was a kid, uh, and a fan of a professional wrestling, when I was looking at, you know, my favorites on TV, you know, my favorite wrestlers were, were white. Um, you know, my, my favorite wrestlers were Hispanic, uh, and I never, but I never, I never pointed that out. I never, you know, made it a thing. I never even thought about it. Um, and for, for it to be uh, now just such a heavy, a heavy thing to talk about and to discuss is, uh, it is, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I do think it's getting better. It, um, you know, I think, you know, one step in the right direction is, is, is a big step, you know, as long as one step is being made, um, then progress is being made. Um, and it's not going to get there, you know, overnight, but I do, I think in order for change to happen, hard things do need to be brought up and talked about and addressed. And I think that's the times that we're in now. I thought we were in that time a few years ago, but I feel like right now is really um, uh, the time that, uh, you know, the pressure, the pressure is on. Um, 
representation means so much, uh, especially now with social media. Because like I said, when I was a kid, I didn't even look at it. Uh, maybe, maybe because I wasn't, you know, on social media, it didn't exist. It, I wasn't looking at other people's thoughts. I wasn't listening to other people, you know, chat about, you know, what's what. But I feel like now, now with so many opinions are being thrown into the pool, I think representation is very important. Um, I think uh, people need, you know, uh, people within, you know, their own race or ethnicity to, to, to look up to uh, and to be a role model. Uh, and that's that's what I want to be. And not even just for, you know, African-Americans, just for everybody. You know, I, I, I was just a kid with a with a dream, literally. And, uh, you know, I turned that dream into a reality through hard work and uh, uh, preservation, and, um, you know, just not giving up. And, and that's that's those are the people that I, that I want to be a role model for. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad I'm proud to be, you know, black. I'm proud to be an African-American and I'm happy that I'm, that I'm able to, uh, you know, be a role model for, for those that look like me, uh, to show them that it is possible because it is because I, because I've done it. Um, and, and I'm proud of that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty heavy topic and I, and I hope, but I hope although it's heavy, I hope that it can, continues to be a thing that that's talked about because that's the only way that progress and change is, is going to be made. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Let's switch to something positive. Um, yeah. I, I always like this when I ask people that have fans and we'll go the, the positive route on that. Have you ever had like a weird, funny interaction with the fan? Because I always like hearing about that where you're like, okay, that was very funny or very weird. Can you think of I love of when I, I love when I get in screaming battles <laughs> in the crowd. But I, but I, I like it when everyone involved is so, <laughs> so into it. But we know that it's for the show, and, yep. and that's an act. Those, those are always the best like interactions, like uh, to me. You know, laying on the floor and then looking up to somebody and telling them that I've got to take a piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just like random things to, to pop people in the crowd. You know, I I, I really like that a lot. Um, you know, not not really any like weird interactions. You know, I've had a few people that don't really know when to stop the conversation at a meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, other than that, um, no, everything everything else is uh, fun and games. I, I, I enjoy. I enjoy. Uh, you know, heckling the crowd. Yeah, no, it's always fun. You you like a challenge. You were on the MTV Challenge Show. There was a departure from it because of your mental health. Can you talk about that a little quick? Because I was reading online uh, some of the replies you had from that from a while ago, and I saw a lot of positivity behind it because everyone wanted you to take care of yourself. So it seemed like at first it might have been a negative, but it came out to be a positive for a lot of people. And I want to say it was probably a positive for you if you agree that you had to take a break and you realized that. Not many people do realize that. They break themselves down. They have spiral moments and you were like, you know what? I got to, I got to take out of that. What, what led to that during the show? Um, I think the environment, um, I think the, the, the environment that I was in, um, the people that I was surrounded by, um, I, I am glad that I left. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you said that because I did feel like I was getting to a point, uh, where I was going to, break 
Um, and I didn't want to get to that point. I remember, I remember, uh, you know, talking to the producers um, during the show uh, about how I was feeling and that I didn't want my outburst on national TV to affect my life back at home off screen. And I've seen so many people, um, you know, lash out and do something that uh, is out of character on national TV that ends up affecting their day to day life once they're off of that show. So I just didn't want to get to that point. Um, I'd rather I'd rather, uh, you know, showcase restraint and and, uh, you know, self-care than, you know, blowing up and being mad at the world and everybody else, you know, around me just to make a TV show, you know, a little more entertaining. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Um, you know, I, and I'll I go back to the, the environment. It's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it is a challenge. I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, even myself, I'll speak for myself. Um, but you know, when I first got the call to be on the challenge, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to I'm going to smoke everybody in these physical competitions. <laughs> I'm ready. I you know, I was training like a madman. You know, I was in, living in Florida at the time. It was so hot. I would go out every day and like jump rope and run for hours, burpee, yeah. push ups, everything. Um, but when I got there, um, I realized that this is more of a mental challenge than it is a physical challenge. Uh, and that smacked me across the face. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and once I realized that, I think my game play started to change a little bit because I was thinking more about the mental game than anything. Right. Uh, you know, being in Iceland um, was, uh, was, was something. It was, it was a beautiful place to be. But I think, I think being trapped in a house, you know, with 30 plus strangers, not enough, <laughs> not enough food. The gym is outside in the freezing rain. There's two bathrooms. Oh, it's, uh, you know, they, they try to break you. <laughs> they almost got me, but I, I got, I got out of there just in time. Yeah. Those shows want to see that. And they were probably like upset that you will leave because like, that's like the sick part of like show business. I would guess like from a, from a viewer standpoint, they were probably upset that you were leaving, but I don't, I can't say for sure, but yeah, that's very smart of you to dip out beforehand before you have a crazy outburst on national TV. And that's what you're I felt it coming. Yeah, I, I felt it coming and I just didn't want to get to that point. I, you know, and I've gotten to that point many times in my life and I, and, and, and trust me when I say it's not good. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't want to show that. Um, so yeah, I had, I had to get out of there. And plus my wife was pregnant at the time. Oh, okay. My wife was pregnant. We just moved to LA, you know, she was packing, unpacking boxes, uh, you know, by herself, <laughs> Uh, being pregnant while I'm, you know, off in, off in Iceland, being pissed off. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I had I had to come back and be with my family, and I'm, and I'm glad that I did. You should be glad. That's uh, not many people could see that with mental health when it comes to that. They just like, oh, I'm fine. They just keep on going, keep on going, and they have a breaking point. Do you have any regrets in life? Did you have regrets going on the show? Anything with professional wrestling? Do you live with any regrets? Um, 
I rarely, I rarely have regrets. I, I, I always say that, um, and I don't know if it's cliche or not, but you know, I just wouldn't be the person that I am today, uh, or I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today if I didn't go through the things that I that I went through. Uh, and I think life is about learning and growing and continuing to live life, learning from those, you know, experiences. And, um, you know, although I've, I've had some hard times and some of those hard times were self-inflicted, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I, that I went through them, um, because I've grown from those, from those situations. I, I used to tell myself, um, I used to tell myself, uh, all the time after it happened, but I used to regret, you know, making that Emma tweet. Um, that was one thing that that I believe painted me in the complete opposite light that I wanted to be painted in, um, as a human being. Um, and I think, you know, with being young and being, uh, not entirely in the know, uh, you know, what the company is and what it's about and, and how they handle certain situations and stuff like that. I definitely think I shot myself, um, in the foot and it's probably, you know, it affected me more than it affected her. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I don't regret it, though, because I, recently I was able to uh, talk to him in person. We, we got a chance to talk about everything and hash things out and, uh, you know, get, uh, get to a mutual, you know, understanding that, you know, the, these things happen and it wasn't with malicious intent or anything like that. Uh, can you give the quick backstory to that? Because I, a lot of people might not be wrestling fans that listen to this. So if you want to just give it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. I made I made a pretty ill, ill will tweet, you know, I think Emma got released um, from, from the company and I, I, I made a tweet saying that these are the things that, you know, uh, happen when you're not ready for Oscar. Uh, she was in a program on screen with Oscar um, she had a match with Oscar the night before. So I completely thought that it was a part of the storyline. Um, I didn't know that it was a, a real thing. I didn't know that, you know, the company actually tweets when people are released. Uh, All right, let's finish up a little bit. I, I, I would be amiss if you came on the show and I didn't ask a couple of wrestling questions. So this is your personal opinion. Who is on your Leo Rush's Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? Ooh, um, I've got to say Ray, Ray Mysterio. Um, I've got to say Eddie Guerrero. I've got to say Jeff Hardy. I've got to say uh, Randy Orton is incredible. I, I really like Randy Orton. Uh, I like that. Three high flyers and a guy that just knows how to work in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. Who who's a wrestler that's alive today that you never got to wrestle that you would love to wrestle? Uh, Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. That's uh that's that's one that um, yeah, yeah. That that's one that that's like my all. That's probably my ultimate dream match. Yeah. That's probably my ultimate dream match is having a one on one match with Rey Mysterio. So uh, it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can, and I'm so I'm so glad that it can. I don't know how Ray is still doing it, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially because he's little. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. He's little. Yeah. 
Now, you can't pick your own on this one. I asked all my guests on here because I'm a huge wrestling fan, so a lot of people aren't wrestling fans, but you're an actual professional wrestler. So what theme song would you have for Leo Rush that's an actual song when he came out? Does it have? Is it a wrestling song? Wrestling theme song? No, it doesn't have to be wrestling theme, like an actual song. And it can't be from your album. That's uh, that's what I was saying. It can't be from any of your albums or singles. It has to be like a what's your pump up song that like you're running through a brick wall. I've been I'll say this because I've been uh, I've been listening to it ever since Stranger Things came out. But uh, I mean, running up that hill is uh, that new version is pretty sick. I, yeah. I like slow songs. I like um, I like I can imagine probably why. I picked the, the the Black Heart song to come out to that Sierra Painted Black song. I love that song, um, but I like slow songs. I like being able to walk with purpose and have people digest what's what they're saying. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'd I'd like that running up the hill song. Love it. Now let's end with this, sir. What are three things that you're grateful for today? Oh, my family, my family. I'm so grateful that I have uh, a strong support system. Um. Yeah, incredibly grateful that I have a, a strong support system within my family. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, the, the talents that you know God has given me. Um, it's, at, at times, it feels like, uh, you know, it, it's bigger than me. Uh, at times, it feels like I have no control over what I'm doing. But this is what has been. Uh, you know, given to me in order to do the things that, that, that I'm supposed to do in life. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for um, the talents that I have. Uh, and I'm just great. I'm grateful to, to, I'm grateful to be alive today um, because there, there's plenty of times where I didn't want to be. There's plenty of times uh, where, um, you know, I've second guessed, you know, being, uh, you know, being present, um, you know, I, I have had a suicide attempt, and I, I'm glad that it wasn't successful. So I'm 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 grateful that I'm that I'm alive today. I'm with you on that suicide attempt survivor here. So I'm glad that we're both here, both talking to each other, both healthy, happy. I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. Now, don't forget, people out there, Not Found Two is releasing tomorrow, June 24th. You can get that on all music platforms. Where can they find out more information on you, Leo? You can find all information on me at leorush.com. Uh, if you want to get super specific, you can find me on Instagram at I am Leo Rush. You can also find me on Twitter at I am Leo Rush. Um, but yeah, go to leorush.com to find you know any and all updates on what I what I'm doing uh, and, and, and what uh, is coming up next uh, with me. So yeah, will you be touring at all? I do plan on touring. There's no official, uh, there's no official dates, but uh, me and my team have been trying to uh, get some dates lined up, uh, especially with with uh, this part two of Not Found uh, being out. It would be pretty cool to be able to to do an entire like Not Found tour. So yeah, and you got to make your way over to Boston, so I can give you some uh, venues that you could probably contact. So hopefully we can get you out here too. Oh, that would be amazing! Please send them my way. Definitely send it my way. <laughs> Definitely. Leo Rush, the man of the hour. Thank you so much for coming on 2010 Minutes. I wish you nothing but the best, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it.
podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.